2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: But what about my grotto? I need a grotto. It's one more thing.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: One more thing. I can't imagine what this is going to be. Grotto might be at like the top of the list of words that aren't dirty but sound dirty. I don't Excuse. know. I just came. Out, I was just
0: scrolling through Twitter, and somebody sh- saw an old ad for this product and said, "Fluffer Nutter might be the worst name for any food ever." <laughs> Fluffer Nutter's pretty
3: graphic. <laughs> Fluffer Nutter. <laughs> Man, I used to hmm. need the Fluffer Nutter as a kid. I don't think peanut I've ever had peanut butter fluff it. and and uh, I'm sorry, marshmallow fluff and peanut butter. I don't think I've ever had Fluffer Nutter, but that is a Mm-mm. You know, it's funny, because my mom, in particular, was kind of concerned about nutrition and eating the right things and all. Of course, she fell for when the government lied to us about what you should eat and what you shouldn't, like so many people of our generation, her generation. But uh, I'm surprised she permitted me to eat peanut butter and and marshmallow fluff sandwiches, especially because I was very liberal with the fluff. I mean... (laughs) Nearly but, to the
0: point of absurdity, but it does sound like a sex act slash insult slash crime.
4: Well, because a sure, fluffer yeah. is from is from porn, isn't it?
3: Yes, yes, indeed. Helping the get you going, uh, male actors <laughs> maintain. Uh, oh, I make see. Make sure
4: they're ready for the next take. Exactly. I just called one of my friends a fluffer the other day. I can't remember why. Hmm. Huh. We fl- hmm. we throw that around frequently.
3: Okay.
4: There you go. <laughs> wow. Wow! Wow, an, an earthy, interesting an earthy
3: young gal, no doubt. So, uh, uh speaking of my grotto, um I'm sorry. Was there more you wanted to say, Katie?
4: No, you're good.
3: Shocking and outrageous, I'm sure. Uh, keep going, uh, you fluffer. You,
0: you got fluffer nutter on my grotto. Sounds horribly obscene, <laughs> and it's not in the least.
3: Or there were a couple of fluffer nutters in my grotto, and oh. now I've got to have it. Professionally cleaned. (laughs) cleaned.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Or go to the doctor or whatever. (laughs)
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this, is, this
3: was so funny. I've been wanting to bring this to the radio show, but I just haven't gotten around to it. It's a story that is ostensibly about... Um, a judge in Beverly Hills who got pissed off that they're not cooperating with the state's laws for affordable housing. And the headline is, in Beverly Hills, no kitchen remodels or pool grottos as judge orders building moratorium over lack of affordable housing. Essentially, he blocked the city from issuing any building permits for anything, no matter how necessary or silly or mundane or whatever until they approved a sufficient blueprint for affordable housing. So I got a nice
0: piece of property. I got a lot of money, but a judge is saying, you don't need a grotto until we have more housed poor people.
3: Right. I'm that's not going to let you expand your garage or remodel your kitchen or put in a pool or anything. Wow. Until and that's this freedom. gets done. Yeah, now that's freedom. The property
0: I own. Somehow, me taking my money and getting a grotto next to my pool has anything to do with poor people getting more housing? That is really a weird world you live in.
3: Well, and it's clearly an activist judge who's taking politics into his own hands and trying to to make a point. Um, and it's it's in terms of uh, property rights, it's an absolute nightmare. Absolute but nightmare. That's just a. T- Terrible way to look at the world, though. I mean, that's just uh,
0: if you if somebody I don't even know gets a nicer stuff, that makes me less happy. That's just weird.
3: I think it's just leverage. It's purely leverage. And it's it's indefensible, I think. But if I were going to defend it, I would hit you with the rest of the story. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) can uh, the late Paul Harvey sue me for that or his uh, or his his kin folk? It was parody. Anyway, uh, so they quote various people about how outrageous it is and the rest of it. But then they get into that Beverly Hills, where entrepreneurs and entertainers, from Jeff Bezos to Leonardo DiCaprio and Taylor Swift, own mansions, opulent hotels attract well-heeled visitors, and glamorous boutiques make Rodeo drive, blah, 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 shopping, blah, blah, blah. And so, okay, great. We all know that. But... I hadn't realized, I, I was, I'm only dimly aware of the fact that there's a 50-year-old state law that requires local governments to plan for a growing population and allow people of all incomes to live in every community. It's like an anti-NIMBY law, not in my backyard, passed in 1970-ish, 75-ish to make sure that the growing population would be, accom- uh, would be accommodated everywhere in California and, like, rich enclaves couldn't keep people out. Maybe you like that idea. Maybe you don't. But Beverly Hills' efforts to evade that are hilarious. Hilarious. And that's the part of the article I'm glad I read the whole thing because you'd never know it from the first, you know, quite a few paragraphs. So, in 1970, the population of Beverly Hills was 33,400. 33,400. Today it is 32,400. So it's declined by 1,000 people over the same period uh, the number of California residents has nearly has doubled to nearly 40 million people. So while the population of California has doubled, uh Beverly Hills found a way to kick out a hun- uh, 1,000 people and become know. even more exclusive. I didn't know Beverly Hills itself was that
0: small and aside having just Read the Charlie Chaplin autobiography. His good friend, uh, Douglas Fairbanks, famous actor, had a ranch there. And he'd Hmm. go out to Douglas Fairbanks Ranch and they would ride horses. They loved being in Beverly Hills because it was so far from Los Angeles and the roads were so bad. Just one rutted dirt road that nobody would come out there to visit. So they were all alone. Isn't that interesting to picture? Yeah. In the early 20th century.
3: And who was... Who was the actor I I read about? He was kind of Fred McMurray, I think it was, who was uh, the the dad on My Three Sons. And, you know, he'd play the the stiff, upstanding, stoic guy in movies or maybe a cowboy or something like that. But he was was a fine actor, but not not a big star. But I think it was him. and, And don't sue me if I'm wrong, but. He said, wow, L.A. Metro seems to be growing out in this uh, direction. I'll bet it'd be a good investment to buy a shitload of land uh, out in Beverly Hills and and San Fernando Valley, wherever it was. And and he became, like, mind-bogglingly wealthy um, through that and was like an institution in that area. Just because he had foresight about real estate. Um, Anyway, uh, so we've gotten a little off track, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, So, anyway... They have been incredibly effective at having no population growth, no poor people, no nothing in defiance of all state law, says Thomas White, chair of the Municipal League, a 60 year old civic organization. We have intentionally created a desirable environment by deliberately avoiding overdevelopment and overdensification. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we all want. Yeah so uh over densification is kind of funny so under the law every state every eight years the state of cal Unicornia, which is of course where realism goes to die tells all cities how many new homes they need to accommodate every eight years in the cycle before this one beverly hills total was three an amount so minuscule given the depths of california's housing problems that it invited national attention and indeed eight years ago it did get some national attention So in an effort to combat widespread housing affordability, reduce carbon emissions, blah, 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 there have been a series of unrealistic laws passed in California. Um, No longer would wealthy enclaves get a pass, citing the discriminatory effects of low-density zoning laws and research showing better economic and health outcomes for low-income families that can move to richer areas. So in the current period, Beverly Hills' target under the housing plan jumped to 3,104 homes, so from what was it before two, three, <laughs> So So from three to thirty one hundred homes, you've got to build them and three quarters of them have to be affordable to low and middle income residents. How are you going to do okay? that? Okay.
4: Yeah. How and how so would
3: they do that. Well, so Beverly Hills, which, of course, has lots and lots of super rich lawyers there and can can figure out a way around these laws. Um kept putting forth plans for how they're going to provide you know, thousands of new affordable housing units. And the state has rejected five in a row now, most recently in December. California Housing Department officials said the city is overestimating how many of its commercial properties could add residential development and criticized the plan on fair housing grounds because it wasn't putting uh, housing in the city's wider and more affluent areas. All right, I know this seems kind of dry to you. Here's what I'm working up to. The judge, after they rejected the latest plan, pointed out that Beverly Hills is counting on medical office buildings and car dealerships to convert to housing, despite the city's own concession that it's unlikely to happen. For instance, in their plan, they said an Audi dealership on Wilshire Boulevard uh, that was just renovated as a car dealership. It could be turned into 41 apartments. Oh, jeez. And of course, you go to the Audi dealer and he's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and so Beverly Hills is is cooking up these utterly fictional plans to the state. Yes, we're going to... Turn the Audi dealer into 41 affordable apartments and the, uh, the uh, I was going to say McDonald's. I don't suppose there's probably a McDonald's in Beverly Hills. I don't know. but um, And, of course, this grocery store is going to become 300 units. And, again, you go to the grocery store owner and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is a profitable grocery store. We have no plans to change it. And so the super rich who I guarantee you. If you polled them would be left of Obama, right? They'd be left of Bernie Sanders. They haven't voted for an R in 110 years are doing are going to extraordinary lengths to evade all of this stuff. This is the sort of thing Tucker Carlson always used to talk about that I
0: was really on board with is how a lot of your powerful lefties are in favor of all these policies that don't affect them. They're fine with it affecting
3: everybody
0: else, like 99.9% of people, just not that top. Wrong. We don't want illegal immigration to get into our neighborhood. We don't want to have you know low housing, income housing in our neighborhood. But all of the rest of the state should. I mean, it's classic socialism, really. The very people, at the very top, like all oh, this equality. As long as, it, as long as I get more than everybody else, there should be plenty of equality beneath me.
4: It's right. So it's right.
0: freaking maddening.
4: It's like when you see those man on the street videos where the, the guy goes up to the people participating in the sanctuary city protest where everybody gets a home and they're welcome and goes, okay, we'll let them come to your house. And they're like, oh, um, well, uh, I don't have room. And right. no, right, right. it's everybody else's problem.
3: I would love to see a list of Gavin Newsom's top 100 donors and then see a map of their homes and how close any affordable housing is to them or even like... Uh, a house that the median income earner in California could afford. I'll bet it's like miles to the nearest house that's under a million bucks. I mean, for a instance. million.
0: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, I hate this sort of law in general. But if you're going to let the super w- wealthy and connected get away with not having to obey it, it's like 10 times worse.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I there's plenty I disagree with Tucker on these days, but uh, that point he makes, it's what, um, oh gosh, who's uh, Peggy Noonan? We were talking about her editorial recently that was so good about why Trump has as much support as he does, and she was talking about the protected class and the unprotected class. You can unleash whatever stuff stupid-ass policies or decisions or economic moves or whatever, the protected class isn't going to suffer an iota. They'll be perfectly fine. And that's what we're talking about here, the protected class, that has gone to lengths that are utterly comedic to make sure their neighborhoods remain exclusively enclaves of the super rich and powerful, even while demanding the rest of us, you know, go through whatever gyrations they demand to to do the good that they think ought to be happening do in they, the world.
0: Do they know how hypocritical they are when they are on stage getting their Oscar and talking about equality and the downtrodden, but they won't let any lower income housing in their neighborhood. I mean, do they realize that or do they somehow
3: do some mental gymnastics to get out of that? Mm, I think in in my experience, including my personal experience inside my own head, uh, human beings have an unbelievable capacity to shove something do, out. Do
0: there. they actually believe they're of like a different caste that doesn't count? I, I think they again they have like a lurking guilt, but they keep it at bay. Or I donate so much to charity that it's fine that exactly. my neighborhood doesn't allow. Yeah, that's a
3: well, and and the drop in property values would be absolutely catastrophic. And you just you can't ask. I would not ask somebody in, you know, the San Fernando Valley, name your, uh, you know, your your suburb. I would not ask somebody to have that sort of burden personally. Um, and and so then they get to portray themselves as I'm I'm actually I'm not standing up for me I'm standing up for middle class people who who don't want to see it so that it needs to be done carefully I'm in favor of affordable housing but it needs to be done in a way that's smart and efficient and and wait a minute what else what else oh and recognizes environmental imperatives as right. well right 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 right. And I, we have he, a great deal of green space here in Beverly
0: Hills. And I employ so many people. I employ uh, gardeners and pool people and a grotto scrubber.
4: Oh, jeez. And You're an assistant ru- grotto scrubber. Forever apprentice. ruined the word grotto.
0: Yeah, exactly. Grottos are no longer enjoyable.
4: You used to like to go to the still. fisherman's grotto in San Francisco when it was still open. Yeah. Never again.
3: It's ruined. Mm-hmm. You get mildew in your, gr- mildew in your grotto. You oh, I
4: swear, to, I swear to you all swear holy. all a scrub brush.
0: <laughs> Gross. <laughs>
4: Usually you're the one that keeps the class in the operation. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know.
3: (laughs) I've given up. Well,
2: I guess that's it.